Just two weeks left of high school football, and it's time for the NHSportsPage.com uh, podcast. And uh, our podcast this week brought to us by our friends at Great Bay Community College, campuses in Rochester, shout out Lilac City, and Portsmouth, and had a chance to see the uh, the Herons back in action. First home games, Dave, for the Herons basketball teams since February of 2017. They had a great crowd there, and uh, uh, the women had a tough time with a very good Southern Maine Community College team, but the, uh, the men hung in there. With the Sea Wolves, it was uh, it was it was good to see. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think Alex is doing Alex Burt doing a tremendous job. Of course, I wrote a preview on the team uh, last week, week four. It's been a blur the last couple weeks, um, but he's doing a tremendous job. And I think uh, I know a lot of the players that we cover. These kids that we know so well are, are already looking at Great Bay Community College as their future school. We kind of been funneling kids over there, so uh, and, and it's just a great opportunity for these kids to continue playing basketball after high school and of course the educational benefits are, are off the charts by the way matt richards the head coach for southern Maine community college one of the all-time good guys in basketball great guy nice yeah it was, it was a pretty good game uh it was a little uh a little, little choppy for a great bay just couldn't put the ball in the bucket at first then they got going made it a close game in the second half and uh ethan may got a little foul trouble i think that, that hurt him a little bit but yeah they're they're gonna be all right this year i think Absolutely. I mean, whatever, you know, it's gravy. Winning games is just gravy. But, I mean, what he's got going, and they've been very competitive so far. And, and listen, when they're playing NHTI and Southern Maine Community College, they're playing two of the best teams in the Northeast. So to measure themselves against uh, teams of that caliber is really, really good. So I'm excited for what Alex Bird uh, is doing with that program. Brian Scott's going to do the same thing. We're going to funnel some plays for the girls program over there with our uh, girls' basketball coverage this year. So, uh no, it's terrific. It's great to see those kids playing. I'm looking forward to covering some games this year too. Absolutely, yeah, and that's probably the best, uh, the best JUCO league probably in the country is the uh, YSCAA, where uh, NHGI and uh, Great Bay play. So good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I uh, have up on the website semifinal preview, which is the last uh, last games. We're going to talk about the game I'm going to, and really, we're going to talk about the weather for that game. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that one. I may not be here for next week's podcast. I may look like Han Solo at the end of Empire Strikes Back by the time we get to next week. But um, uh, there was only one game in the state last week, so let's just get into that. Uh, Fall Mountain 47, Raymond 0. Let's talk about it. How dare you? My Raymond Raymond's going down. Fall Fall Mountain, their first first ever playoff game, and they made it count, huh? Don't try to deflect. Yes, it is. I'm excited uh, to go cover them on – on Saturday night, where the temperatures will be in the mid-teens on oh. Saturday night. <laughs> it's going to be I get the high. I checked the weather for Laconia for Saturday. Now, this is Saturday, not Saturday evening. Yep. The high in Laconia on Saturday will be 31 degrees. That will be the high. It's not great. Not that great. Peak. Not great, Bob, so, as they said in uh, Mad Men. So, so seven, uh, 7 o'clock at night, they're going to start this thing. I was sort of like kind of wondering if they wouldn't maybe just move this thing up a few hours, maybe like a 4 o'clock kickoff, something like that. But That's football weather, Dave. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> so it's going to be you – know, I wrote about it. I you know, picked the final score, 20-7 uh, to 7 was my pick for – so let's just start with this game because it might as well, right? Sure. Championship. Um, so we're going to have full coverage of it, and the plan is for the winner to have a party – at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, the following week, or uh, maybe the week after, watching the entire game. So Austin Grass is coming out of retirement. He may go straight back into retirement when he gets out of his car and sees that it's 19 degrees. But uh, 
what do you think? What do you usually see? I think Phil Nichols is going to have trouble throwing a very hard football in, in 15 degree weather. What, what do you usually see in these kind of games weather wise? Yeah, it's uh, well. It, it's tough because how well do they throw the ball when it when, when it's tough for high school teams to throw the ball in regular weather, right? Because even if everything They're goes really right, good. Phil Nichols. Yeah. I mean, they got Garrett Garrett Mango and Gunnar Warming, Cooper France. I mean, Winterscombe is very good offensively. Pat uh, Riberty, who is a former head coach, he kind of put in that system. Derek Hunt has been undefeated as the head coach this year. Done an absolutely terrific job. They throw the football. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to throw it fifty times a game, but. Phil Nichols is legit, man. Like, I think he could play at the next level. That's yeah. how good I think he is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in that type of cold, if there's any sort of wind, that, that really messes you up. But, yeah, it's like throwing, uh, right. throwing, throwing a boulder covered in wax, and it's, it's hard to catch the ball, too, so... Uh, well, I, I think the first like part of that quarter will tell you how it's going to go for Winnesquam throwing the ball. Does Fall Mountain have a chance here? Because Winnesquam has just been a wagon. I do think they have a chance. I think it will be a lot closer. I believe they plead in week two. Um... Pouring myself coffee while I tape a podcast. Um, they um, they they lost to them, I think, thirty three to fourteen in week two. But uh, Fall Mountain, at least, won six games in a row. Now they uh, just absolutely curb stomped your uh, your Raymond Rams last week. So on the road, we weren't ready to so go. They, that's all. We didn't, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't we didn't get off the bus. <laughs> You're at home. No, that's not true. We were we we, no. we played at a neutral site. We weren't ready for that. No. <laughs> Been ramming. Um, so they, they've got a really good running back, Isaac Westover. They don't throw the ball a ton, but they've got a couple different guys who, uh, they, you know, they're going to pound the football and try to control the clock and so forth and so on. And Orion Binney is their head coach. He's done a really good job. Cole Boone is over there helping them out. Um, so some Newport former coaches over there. So um, it's a great story for Fall Mountain. we got a couple sponsors for the game on on Saturday nights, we're going to be out there covering it, and then we're going to do the championship celebration with the entire team. If Fall Mountain wins, I may have to introduce myself and explain why I have a camera and all the <laughs> whole bit. But the Winners Grown kids I know very well, and uh, I like a lot. They're a great group of kids. And uh, this will be back-to-back titles for them. And one thing to note, Winners Grown has two seniors. Oh, wow. So they ain't going anywhere. So but- I would like, if they win it, I'm just going to say now, if Winnesquam wins it, I mean, I think they would. You, you got to try to petition up, right? You got to try to go D three for a year and see what happens, right? I would back to back. I would think so. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see a nine team division four, wouldn't you? So, so they can play eight games. I mean, the seven game thing is kind of a little weird. So it, yeah, I mean, I, I keep hearing Interlakes, uh, Moultonboro could come down. There's a couple of schools that have been mentioned in Division three that could come down. Like I said last week on the podcast, I believe Lebanon's going back up to Division Two, um, would love to see, like, Winnesquam Laconia. That would be a really good game, oh, Laconia yeah. playoff team in Division Three. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think right now this is the longest anyone's ever talked on a podcast about Division Four. so I want to commend both <laughs> of so, Well, it was, I love it. You're the John the Baptist of Division Four, not just basketball anymore, right? No, no, not just so. basketball. So, no, we're... We're excited uh, to be there Saturday night. I'm not. I'm literally just going to get like. I'm going to Google like every hand warmer, foot warmer, everything I can do. My buddy Brian Cassidy, my friend and yours, is a season ticket holder to the Patriots, so he's been since 1996. So he's been to all these freezing cold games. So I may even call him and borrow. He has like an electronic socks, and he's got like all yeah, electronic stuff. socks. I, I wow. Yeah. He doesn't mess around. I guess, I guess not. No. So, uh, so, so, I, so, so I'm picking Winnesquam. I did on the website twenty to seven. What's your pick? 
Yeah, I'll take Winnesquam as well. So Fall Mountain, the, 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 you know, there's a there's a formula for big underdogs to win these games, especially weather can be an equalizer. Yeah. If they get a couple, of, don't fall behind early. Get a yeah, you know, win the turnover battle, and then like you said, uh, shorten the game by running the ball. If you can do all three of those things, which it sounds easy, right? Until you got to yeah, go in the field right. against Winnesquam and do it. But if you can do all those things. Uh, you can you can uh, you can steal a win here, maybe a championship. That would be fun. But all, all that being said, I'll take win a squam. And all I know is when that game is over, and after I've interviewed the winning team, my favorite part on the field, and I get in my car, I will turn my car heater on, and I will sit there and I will say, I am not going to have to be freezing cold at an athletic event until next November or October because it is the booth. At UNH, because one of my boys is the uh, color commentator for UNH football. That's right. And my buddy Murph is going to take care of me next week when we do the three championship games. Yeah, half the reason, uh, half my motivation for getting a college gig was always being in a booth. So that- yeah. <laughs> so You've that- earned it. You've earned it. There I can go. attest. Yeah. Uh, All right. So let's let's move on to Division One. Um, so obviously we'll, we'll go through this pretty quickly. There's only six games. Uh, Salem goes at Londonderry. Uh I've made the same Scott Farkas, Ralphie from A Christmas Story analogy a hundred times of, like, the bully, just you're so sick of him. You just beat him, and, like, to the point where you black out and you don't know what you're doing. That seems to be what happened in Londonderry last week when yeah. they beat Pinkerton 45-3. to um, Six Pinkerton turnovers. That is not uh, not something you see usually out of, out of that program. Um, Londonderry's got Salem again. I think this is... I wrote this could be their toughest game if they win the title. We may look back and say the Salem game was the toughest, but I like Lundary at home. My pick was twenty-eight to fourteen over Salem. Yeah, I'll I'll take Lundary as well. And yet yeah, Salem's really the only team to score points on Lundary this season, right? I mean, they, they right. put up a ton of goose eggs, and Salem scored twenty-six in the first meeting. But yeah, it, it's hard not to roll with Lundary. They've been so dominant and. You know, last week I said uh, Londonderry. You know, I don't think they want to see Pinkerton walking through that door. And then Londonderry said, "Oh, really? Watch this!" And they just, you know, yeah, they just boat raced yeah. him. So uh, if, if if that's not going to rattle him, I don't think anything will. And it's no knock on Salem. I just think Londonderry's that good this year. I agree. I think they're outstanding. So um, they remind me of some of these teams that we saw in past years. You know, Gosstown on their great run uh, with Bork and, and, and those guys. And then um, that Winnicana team, of course, the Beach Boys, where they would just dominate all the way through, yep. had that one incredibly close game against Bedford. So I think this could be Londonderry's, you know, game where they could really, really, really be tested. I have all the respect in the world for Salem, those kids and those coaches, Rob Pike and everyone over there. And uh, I'm a big fan of Salem um, in basketball and football, but I like Londonderry. The other semi, so this was kind of funny because – it's uh, Merrimack going on the road at Exeter. Yeah. Merrimack beat Nashua North. Curse uh, Harris, again, wasn't able to play, but I was still surprised that they put up a lot of points on Nashua North. I thought it would be a low-scoring game that North could kind of steal late, but I covered this game when Nicole Marrero, uh, the first meeting, I should say, and, and Exeter won 41-7. to uh, The box score of that first game is up on the site. The video is up on the site. we got a whole bunch of stuff on the preview. Um, I do work hard at these things. Uh, I picked Exeter to win a little bit closer, thirty-five to fourteen over Merrimack. But one thing I wrote before you give your pick is Kip Jackson's teams never seem to underachieve, do they? They always seem to kind of get the most out of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, yeah, getting to the semifinals here is, is great. This Exeter team, though, is so tough. I yeah. mean, they don't—they don't just you know. 
like they did last week. They didn't just control the clock. I mean, they they, they beat you with uh, you know what, what what coaches call X plays. You know, and they get in plays of twenty five yards or more. They what was it like four three of the four touchdowns they had were like uh, sixty yards, yards or yeah. Yards, yeah. So that's that's just so deflating when you're running into that. Plus, that extra crowd's going to be going uh, nuts at Bill Ball Stadium. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I think one thing you know from these kind of games is when it's that cold. Because, again, it's going to be cold everywhere. I just happen to be <laughs> doing it at night, so it'll be a little bit colder where I am. But, uh, you know, it makes being physical sometimes even harder. Because, I mean, you know, you're cold out there. The next thing you know, you're smashing somebody in the cold. You yeah. know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, you ever, It makes it a little harder. You ever whack your – like yesterday, I whacked uh, my hand off uh, one of my cases in the cold. I was like, oh, this hurts 50 times more. Now now imagine some yeah. big Exeter defensive lineman driving you into the turf. That's uh, That's a nightmare. It, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I think Merrimack really depends on throwing the ball a lot. Um, and Exeter, I think, is just well-schooled for that. So, I like Exeter. So, at the beginning of the season, in the previews, um, I picked Exeter to face Londonderry. So, we're, we're, we're one win away, getting that one right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's my pick for that one. So, Division Two, this is a great game. So, this is one of the two games we're covering this weekend. Matt Corsetti and the franchise. Jennifer took Ruth, Hollis Brookline at Bo. I mean, how great is that game, man? I mean, oh, yeah. You'd want to be at that game if you could, right? That's going to be fun, yeah. that's uh, Bo's, Bo's been dominant. They really smacked around Sauhegan last week. And Hollis Brookline, it, it's hard to say a team that's undefeated isn't the hottest team in the division, but Hollis Brookline might be the hottest team in the division. Yeah, that's what I wrote. I said these are the two hottest teams. And I, I also think that the winner of this game will be the favorite. They'll certainly be the higher seed. The winner of this game, one versus five, We'll wear the home jerseys at UNH next yeah. week, which is, uh, you know, it was, it was a crazy weekend. Uh, when, when we found out that Alvern was beating uh, Milford 20 nothing, Regan, Matt Regan, did the game with me. By the way, Matt Regan apparently knows football. He was like, actually very good as a commentator. Hey, with dude, you but... dude, running a cover six here. You got to try and throw underneath. There's too many defensive backs back there. He was breaking stuff down. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was talking a little dirty. I liked it. So we were we were sitting there, and I said to I was talking to a bunch of the Pelham parents who we know, who were so great by the way. The people were just so nice to us over there. But we're talking to the Pelham parents. We're like, Alvin's up twenty uh, nothing on Milford, and Regan said the winner is get the home game, Haley. And I, I never. I was like, oh my god, that's right. Like <laughs> Plymouth could get a home game. So we'll get to them in a second. But this is going to be a terrific game. We're going to have all the highlights, the post game, all the all the good stuff. Um, Sander Wimmer versus Steve Garrett and and a whole bunch of these guys, Ruby and and Tommy Rolla and all the guys that Bo has against you know Quinton Quinton Wimmer uh, and Mark Andrew Thermitis and I mean they're, they're just a loaded team. Blake Birdson, I mean Hollis Brookline's loaded. So my pick was Bo thirty, Hollis Brookline twenty four in overtime. Oh, overtime. Yeah, I uh, one of the few things I got right when I picked the whole bracket was uh, was was picking Hollis Brookline to win at Kennett, and I picked him to upset Bo. I'm going to stick with that, but it, it is going to be tough. You know, as you said, throwing the ball in the cold weather. Uh, I think they'd grow that grass pretty tall at Bo to kind of you know to to kind of play to Bo's style of running the football uh, and preventing passing games from getting going. So it, it'll be tough. Bo certainly wants to get back to the championship, and uh, and, and you know they were. They were so close to beating Plymouth. Was it three years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to get back there and try to win one. But I'll I'll stick with my pick of Hollis Brookline. But it ain't going to be easy. One possession game either way. 
Yeah, and, and just a warning because I've been talking to uh, one of my friends who's a bow football coach. It's going to be park, parking Armageddon on Saturday. <laughs> I already told Jen it's it's the Division Two semifinals and a craft fair at <laughs> Bow High School. <laughs> and of course, like people like me and you, particularly me more than you, are like, who's going to craft fair? I mean, nobody's going to be there. <laughs> no, like no, no, no. 500... That's. That'll be, that'll be crochet uh, enthusiasts and uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff. A lot of a lot of decoupage going on at that craft fair. I don't even know what that is, but I, I told Jen because I can I I can still remember Jen having to hoof it all the way across the UNH campus basically because the parking woman would let her on in the back lot because she didn't have like a pass that she wanted, and Jen was. <laughs> I think I got that like, taken I care can... of this year. I, I I got out ahead of that because yeah, Jen was furious last year. But uh, I think I think I'm ahead have a of that picture one. of the franchise. Yes, that's our girl. All right, she's this is we revolve around Jen. That's how this website works. But yeah, no. So I already warned her there's going to be a parking Armageddon over there. So Matt Corsetti seemed very excited that he could call a football game and then hop over maybe get a few crafts for, for Christmas. That's it. Seems in his wheelhouse. Yeah, I could see him doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> that should be just a terrific game. We're really excited to cover it. Uh, the other one is, like I said, in the semis, we, we call it the Banana Land, the sixth seed versus the seventh seed. So it's a rematch of last year's championship game. And for you and I, uh, we golfed with these guys this summer. That's right. And he's sports with golf tournament. So now here it goes again. Um, I picked Plymouth to win 28-21, and I noted that if this game was at Hudson, I would pick Alvern to win in a close game. But headed up to the land of Lenahan slash the land of Sanborn, is, uh, it's just a tough place to win up there. And, um, man, they're so well coached and so prepared. Um Tarek Roth does such a good job with his team at Alvern. Kyle Gora is uh, just terrific. Uh, I think he can um, really make a difference in the game of quarterback, especially to Paul Manzi, who's six foot four, a wide receiver, and gives teams a lot of problems with his size. But I like Plymouth to win a close one at home. Yeah, I'm going to take Alvern in this one. I think uh, it's a revenge game for Alvern. Uh, you know, they they showed last year. You know, they could play with Plymouth. They're not going to be. I don't think they're going to be scared. Going up to Plymouth, uh, and uh, one of the things you noted in the Thursday thoughts was uh, the adjustments that uh, Terry Groff and his staff made from week to week against Al- uh, excuse me against Milford. You know, there's not a whole lot of secrets with Plymouth. They kind of they kind of do their, their their thing, right? They don't they don't change a whole lot. So I think uh, Alvern's going to be ready. They won't be intimidated. Now that will be a, 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 an enormous crowd at Plymouth, and they will be raucous. Oh God, yeah. I'm sure Alvern yeah. will bring will bring some folks as well. But that's a it is intimidating. But I think. You know, I think that goes away after like the first couple of plays. Uh, at least that's what players tell me. Like once you get into the game, that stuff sort of goes away. And I'll take Alvern in a close one in this in this game. Assuming it's a clear, I know it's going to be cold, but it's a clear, you know, not a lot of clouds in the sky kind of day. If you're a football fan and you're trying to figure out what to do, go to Plymouth. Yeah. Just go see a big. I mean, really, go up there, bring some hot chocolate and all that good stuff. But go to Plymouth. There's no better place to watch a big game just like, you know, when you're sitting there, especially on that hill, and you've got, like, the mountains around you and all kind of the history on that field. And um, it's, it's an experience. It's, it's, it's one of the best experiences you can have uh, being a, a fan of high school sports in New Hampshire. So go to Plymouth, and uh, I think it's going to be a terrific game. Alvin going up there, I, I, I wish I could be there. I think it's going to be a terrific game. So, um, 
So the last two games, Division Three, because we already covered Division Four. Hillsborough, Darian Hopkinson, another another Ralphie beat up Scott Parkus. I didn't see that coming. Man, I did not. I was not shocked that Hillsborough Darian won. Um, I believe Hopkinson won. I, I believe I put that in, in in the column the week before, but I did not see them putting up a fifty burger on him. So uh, Colby Quiet continues to put up Bo Jackson uh, Tech Mobile numbers. Um, and any kid who doesn't get that reference, just go to YouTube and look at Bo Jackson, Tech Mobile. And then know that that's what McIsaac and I had to play as our football game before Madden was around. Oh, it was fantastic. What are you talking about? And I had no, I have no complaints, by the way. Um, when Steve Grogan was so lowly rated that he would throw like a 10-yard pass to his tight end, Marv Cook, over the middle, and it was like a moon ball. Well, yeah. He would throw it 40 feet in the air to get 10 feet. Dis- disrespectful to Steve Grogan, but yes, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, but I took, I took Lebanon. 35-14 to 14 over Hillsdale, Darian Hopkinson, and Lebanon. Lebanon now moves forward uh, if they can win with the, the one team that beat them, Campbell, no longer in it. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, I like uh, John uh, Williman, Wade Rainey, and company to win and get Chris Childs back to the – he's one of our guys uh, to get him back to the championship. That's my prediction. Um, but wouldn't be surprised if this is a close game either because I think the Red Hawks are going to be ready to play. Yeah, what was the final score of the first game? 62-14? I, I, what is, 62-14. Yeah, would the Red Hawks have some uh, some guys out for that game? Yeah, I believe they were pretty banged up on yeah. the line. I'm, you, know, yep. you know what numbers you'll probably see pasted all over the locker room at Hillsborough during Hopkinton all week long? Or have been? Mm-hmm. Probably 62-14. I bet those kids will, you know, that'll be drilled in their heads, and I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that type of score. I'm going to pick Lebanon, but I, I would not be surprised if Philsboro during Hopkinson, if you can go to Monadnock and you can you can hand them their lunch like that, I mean, you can go anywhere and win. So don't be sh- don't be shocked if the Red Hawks pull off the upset, but I will take Lebanon here. Yeah, Lebanon's lost a couple of guys. You know, Jackson Stone is a really good wide receiver for them. He's out for the season. Um, they lost another, I can't remember the kid's name, but um, they lost another kid. I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get the name wrong, but they lost a couple of their key guys. So, uh, as, as happens with every team, I do I do agree with you. I think it could be a close game. I picked 35-14, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, last game is <laughs> great. <laughs> Great moniker, playoff Paul Silva. I was texting with him last night. <laughs> he he quietly just very much enjoyed playoff Paul Silva. Uh, <laughs> he gives all the credit to the kids, but uh, he loved it. Stevens goes at Trinity. Boy, oh boy! So for so, so people that don't know, Stevens just does this every year. You just you count them out, and then they get in the playoffs and they beat somebody. Last year, that team was Trinity. They upset them in the first round, which was a huge upset. This year, they upset Campbell, yep. which was a huge upset. Um, I picked Trinity twenty-one to twenty over Stevens, and I'm not going to lie to you. I wrote Stevens as the winner, and then I just I didn't have the courage to go forward with it, so I switched it back to Trinity. But uh, nothing well, shocked me with Stevens. Guess what, Dave Haley? I yeah, I am I, foolish enough to roll with my man, playoff Paul Silva, and the Stevens Cardinals shocking the world again. They went to Trinity one last year. I think they do it again somehow, some way. How are they going to do it? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea how they beat Campbell. But I'll tell you this. I, I don't, if I had to bet on this game, I, one team I don't ever want to bet against in the playoffs is Stevens. So I'm going I'm to roll with the Cardinals. I'm making a pledge next season when I'm picking the first-round games for Division Three. I'm picking Stevens to win. <laughs> I don't care if they're playing the New England Patriots or the Baltimore Ravens. I'm picking Stevens to win in the first round. They just get it done. Keegan McAllister is really good. He had 13 tackles, by the way, in addition to 
all the running he did, and they got a game, good game out of Lucas Mudge. And the kid I've always liked on that team is Quentin Bicknell. He had 11 tackles last week. He's he's really underrated kid. Uh, Tucker DeRozier and Phil Mason. They get some big boys. Um, Stevens. Yeah. Think about this. It's going to be a good one. Think about this. If if Trinity gets down early in this game, like all those Stevens kids are going to be like, here we go again. And all the Trinity kids will be like, here we go again. You know what I mean? It's going to be. House money. Yeah. yeah. House money showed up to the to the craft table with somebody else's dough. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I think it'll be a really good one. So, those are the two games that we're out at. Um, the other thing I wanted to note, uh, two things. One is that, um, as we put on social media, at 3 o'clock today, we're going to debut the trailer for, which you have not seen yet. You're going to watch it as soon as we hang up, right? Yes. Well, as soon as I get this podcast posted, yes. Yes, the trailer for our second greatest game special for basketball um, that is produced by the franchise, Jennifer Chick-Ruth. It's unbelievable. I've, I've probably watched it like 10 times and got fired up every single time. 15 different kids and, uh, and coaches. And then, of course, McIsaac and I will be involved as well. Um, but it's, uh, it's tremendous. That's coming out very, very soon. We don't have an exact date, but sometime uh, hopefully in December. And uh, we're really, really excited about it. So check that out at 3 o'clock today. And the other thing is Disney Plus has changed our lives as parents. Oh, my goodness. Disney, yeah. So I, I signed up. For, I didn't sign up the first day. I signed up yesterday. And uh, Keely and I were just looking at all the stuff on there. Yeah. Just all the yeah. Pixar, all the Marvel, yeah. all, all the Star Wars. Like, they have every Simpsons episode on there, too. I don't know if you saw that. I know. But I like, know. I watched, funeral, I watched Funeral for a Friend, a very emotional episode when – when Sideshow Bob, who is staring at me right now with a bobblehead on my <laughs> on my desk, was was uh, was murdered. Yes, uh, but actually not really murdered; just faked his own death. But I I signed up for like a week ago because of the Mandalorian, the uh, the Boba Fett. Which did you watch that for? Not, I didn't get a chance. I haven't watched. It's this is my busiest week of the year. I think I haven't watched anything. But I just browsed around to see what was on there, and Keely watched like Inside Out or something. But. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that. I'm going to watch that with Renee. It's going to be, yeah, it's, it's so much content. And best of it all. It was really good. Yeah. You, I, I called Sam, I called my friend near Sam Natty, and I'm like, you, it, he was, he didn't, the kids didn't have school on Tuesday. So he's got like, kid, you can hear his daughter, Ava, like just systematically bossing around his son, Vic, <laughs> in the background about what toys he can and cannot play with. And which is always my favorite thing to listen to. I sometimes Sam will be talking, and I just tune him out and listen to Ava describing <laughs> to Mick what he's allowed to touch. But uh, it, I said this will change. I said sign up for this right now. It's like eight dollars a month. I was like, trust me, you can go without four cups of coffee in a month to pay for this. Yeah. It is phenomenal. So yeah, Allison, I was a little nervous about my daughter though. She started watching Good Luck Charlie. Was the first thing she started watching. And that's I'm like, a, Dude, do we have to have a talk? That's a quality. T- have have a that's a quality tween show. No, that's fine. That's uh right. yeah, Keely and Kev used to watch it's that. It's not for little kids. Like I don't know. It's about a baby. Maybe nah, no, 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 no. That's that's it's it's fine. Yeah, all those old Disney shows are on there. If you're a super nerd, Gargoyles, the old cartoon, is on there with all the voices of the Star Trek: The Next Generation people. That was that's kind of a cult classic. I've got it's go. a deep cut with Gargoyles, but yeah, not that I do a whole Chris lot of. Morrison. Our buddy Chris Morris of Chris's Comics would know that one, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Not that yeah. I do a whole lot of parenting, but now I don't have to talk to my kids for a year as they go through all that content. Yeah, but, if you have an uncomfortable topic, you can say what you got to say and then just hit the remote and flick it on, and they'll be like, <laughs> but, Dad, and then they'll be like, never mind, and they'll just be uh-huh. engrossed in, like, 300 different shows, and I was rewatching The Empire Strikes Back last night. It's fantastic. I can't so, wait to watch Rogue. I highly re- I'm going to watch Rogue. Let's help out. Oh, go ahead. What, go ahead. 
I was going to say, I'm going to watch Rogue One again and again and again and again and again because that movie is so great. But go ahead. I was going to say, we want we also want to help out the people at Disney. They're struggling money-wise, so let's yeah. try to get them some more money. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, especially around the holiday season here. Let's try and reach out to them. <laughs> so. Hat in the hand. So, yeah, so those, uh, those are the games that will be out at Hollisburg, Klein, at Bow, and, of course, Fall Mountain, Plain, Winnesquam. As I said, I, it, I don't have it right in front of me in the preview, but I think – uh, Winnesquam drives 10 miles to Laconia, and Fall Mountain will drive 87 miles to Laconia. So <laughs> I'm going to call it a home game for Winnesquam on Saturday night. I, I would imagine the Fall Mountain people are going to bring a crew, though. Uh, first first championship game, they're going to they're going to bring so. they're going to bring some people. I would I would bet. But uh, so okay, so those are the games you'll be at. Uh, speaking of playoffs, it's not quite the playoffs, but essentially it is for UNH at Albany on Saturday. So if you're at one of the games, flick on, uh, you know, turn, turn the app on your phone. You can listen to Bob Lippman and I. Your nation's got to win the next two or their season's probably over. Seven and four, I think, gets them in. Right now they are five and four. So at Albany, then home for Maine. But, Dave, you can't win two until you win one. That's just math right there. You can't? No. As it turns, I, we, they, they've tested it. They measured it. They tried. You have to win uh-huh. one before you can win two, as it, as, as, unless you win the Electoral College, I guess. Are we ready to tell people that the UNA soccer team may screw up? <laughs> no, no, no. That is not for public consumption. No, that is embargoed. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> so yeah, should be a uh, no. Should be a great weekend. And I wish you know, I wish I could be more at these games. I think basketball does a better job than football at kind of you know putting these games at different times on different days and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I think it just is what it is. But boy, I'd love to be able to see a bunch of these different games. Um, and uh, I think our our buddies, a shout out to our guys, uh, Mike Sullivan at the Pemmy Baker TV. I think they'll have the Bo Alvern game. Um, give them a watch or listen. They're absolutely terrific. Um, you can find them on Twitter. So uh, if you want to follow that game, uh, I recommend listening to those guys. They're friends of ours and terrific. And they were good enough to have me on the uh, halftime show last week. So right there you go. Yeah, that should be. It should be great. So, uh, yeah, and oh, and one other thing. One other, yeah, that, that, because my, I'm doing seven games this week. I've already done four. Uh, on Sunday, if you want to listen to Bob Lipman and I again on AM six ten, we'll be doing Snoo basketball doubleheader with uh, Staten Island College of Staten Island. You know what their mascot is, Dave? I don't think you'll get this one. Staten Island uh, Pelicans. Uh, no, they're the Dolphins. Can you imagine a dolphin swimming over to Staten Island? How, like, coughing and no. wheezing it would be? Going through the East River no. or whatever it is? <laughs> All right, I'm here. He'd have a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> the track, yeah. I beat up Flipper on the way here. Screw him. <laughs> Don't you owe me money? <laughs> so, so there you go. So it never stops, ever. And, uh, of course, the top ten on Monday. And, uh, yeah, we'll be getting ready for championship games next week. Next week will be the championship preview podcast, so... That'll be a lot of fun. And oh, by the way, so it looks like uh, I'll have uh, Eric Kumba's going to do color for the Division One game, uh, and I think we're going to have a UNH player with us, Dave, for either the Division Two or Division Three game. I have to figure out the, the timing on that, but looks like Pop Lacey. Yeah, Pop Lacey of the UNH Wildcats, who's been out with a broken foot. He wants to get into broadcasting, so I said, three man booth, Pop, come on down. I think he's going to be a part Absolutely. of that. Absolutely, absolutely. And the plan still is that the championships. Um, are going to be played at Buffalo Wild Wings and have team parties. We did that for Bedford last year, Pembroke when they won in basketball. Uh, we've, we've done a bunch of these parties, Pittsfield basketball a couple years ago, Epping basketball. So the team is going to be able to watch the entire our entire full-game video at Buffalo Wild Wings with all their friends, girlfriends, parents, uh, you know, just people in the school. So we're going to be setting that stuff up. So 
Um, hopefully starting with Winter's Grammar Fall Mountain this week. So we're excited about that, too. It's a lot of fun for the kids and the parents and all that good stuff. Kind of have some wings and food and, and watch the game on the big screen at Buffalo Wild Wings. All right, so there you go. So until next week, when we get ready for three, not one, not two, three championship games, uh, we'll uh, we'll see you at the uh, at the at the games. Enjoy uh, this weekend, Dave. You too, bud.